So, welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. I'm Doug, and with me is Deb, the only show that does a recap after a long weekend at NDK, and by long I mean good. Well, here's the thing, though, is that we pretty much never take holidays off, and we're randomly taking a holiday off because of the timing of this. Well, it is, yeah, Labor Day weekend. This will go up on Labor Day. Um, we will not be recording like we normally oh, well, we, do. Yeah, on we'll record Monday. on Labor yeah. Day. comes up that week. Yeah. Um, so, really, we're not taking a holiday off. We, we kind of are. Um, I think the only holidays we take off are when iTunes fucks us over in Christmas. A lot. And Christmas. Yeah. Um, so, we were at NDK, which we've been doing for quite a few years now. We've been... This will be our... Fourth and a half year. Fourth and a half. Yeah, last year we did have press passes. Um, Deb and I were unable to make it. I feel like I wasn't recording at that point in time, but it might not be true. I feel like I might have been during my break. You couldn't get the time off, and I had my reasons. Oh, that's right. And then, um, so we sent Lizzie at the time, and something something happened. Yeah, something happened with the recordings, and they got lost. But we still enjoyed it. Um, Yeah, fourth and a half, really. However, we got to do something super awesome this MDK that we've been wanting to do since the first panel you and I ever went to together. Yeah, we do have a one-on-one with uh, with Queen D, which I uh, may or may not put up with this episode, depending on how long we record this. It's really um, up to you. But uh, yeah, it was a blast. Queen D was... You and I fell in love with her is at a, her panel, she's, and one-on-one is even better. Yeah, she, uh, she was... The first panel we saw, the first NDK we covered as press, was which so was the funny. first NDK we ever went to, anyway, um, and fell in love with the the kind of queen of crossplay and her sense of humor, uh, her inappropriateness. It's um, also just the fact that she has a good heart. She's a good person. Like I said, she may she's be nice. crass, but she's also very kind. Um, a lot of the audio we got from uh, NDK that's going to be upcoming. Uh, was a lot of the panels from Queen D. It's because we love her. We also have a, a few other ones. We got a voice actors panel that's uh, that'll be released, as well as the history of Japanese horror, which is actually really interesting. Yeah. Um, it's gonna, you know, you're gonna want to Google a lot. I don't know how to spell anything, so <laughs> good luck when you, you know, have to look up like, you know, Kato Shiitake Mushroom, the director of nine different horror movies. Okay. Um, but, uh, we yeah. We didn't it, have a good weekend. It didn't ever prove to us the fact that we have aged. We have totally aged because we used to be able to do long weekends like this, even if they weren't con involved yeah, easily. I'm, but now I, we're I'm, I'm doing the lack of sleep Ugh. in the last couple of days. Yeah. Hi guys, how are you? Oh, are you actually opening up already? I didn't um, think you opened up for an hour. Sheesh. Oh, not till four, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> So, and that was the bar manager. Um, we'll say her name is Lisa. Don't she's know if that's pretty, true. She's prettier than Lisa. Stephanie? Yeah, we'll be okay with Stephanie. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, no, so this is just kind of a recap. It's been a blast. I know we didn't take a lot of pictures this year. Um, oh, it's just also one of those where you and I have gotten a little bit more particular about the kind of pics we like to take. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think it's, it's a lot more calling, quality. Like I said, that's not calling anybody out. It's just no, that no. I've seen so much now, there are more things that interest us in a different way. I think a lot more, it's got to do with like the ones that we like the animes, we like the mangas. Or we think that they have great craft and creativity. Yes. Like I um, said, we, we took less pictures, but I mean, that's not a bad thing. It just is. 
So uh, yeah, it's it's been a blast. I'm looking forward to um, my own bed. Yeah. yeah. Despite the fact that you had an excellent hotel room. I did. I stayed at a very swank, uh, the Brown Palace. Uh, I am not their target market at all, um, but it was it was nice. Weird the setup. The weird, weird. doors were weird. Yeah, they were. I still don't get and it. And the water smelled weird, which I just assumed the I pipes are. I can't tell. Right. Um, reoccurring joke? Question mark. Deborah can't smell. Yeah, uh, Deborah can't much. smell. Yeah. Um, uh, it might just because of the old pipes, but who fucking knows? That's that's what I think. Um, I will say, uh, kind of an odd shower. They had an angled shower head, like a normal shower would have, and then one directly above it, so it felt like I was, like I had to like wash myself in like a Zen diag- uh, a Venn diagram. That actually sounds kind of awesome. Where you had the, the you know, it was the, the waterfall rainfall shower head, and then the regular. Shower except head. for that, I didn't realize that the second little um, control lever was uh-huh. for. So that I had one that was like like, the, like a good hot temperature because I take really hot and the showers. Other one was kind of cold. Was yeah, it was like taking a while to like. Oh. So I was like, oh, this is awful. Um, so yeah, so when I took the shower this morning, I kind of knew just like crank them both up to you know eleven and. Um, but it was like washing myself in the in a Venn diagram where I had to find that kind of sweet spot where the circles I, I overlap. I have to say, I did not sleep at home at all this weekend, and when I was taking a shower this morning, it was shit-ass water brusher, so I do not feel like it cleaned my hair well enough. Oh, it's like the Goldfinger song where he says, my girlfriend's shower feels like it's peeing on me. A little bit, yeah. 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 Um, so, uh... It was, I, I got nothing else. It was a great weekend. Um, uh, we I'm looking forward to next year. We got t-shirts. We got plenty of pop dolls. Yeah, we got we'll be posting pictures of that. Um, I know. I know. D Queen D took a picture of all of us at the, at the interview. And like um, I said I gave her my card. We'll, yeah, so. and we'll um, re-tweet that. I don't. I don't know what it is on the Instagram version of that. Repost. Is it repost? It is repost. Um, we'll uh, repost that, and um, and you guys will get to hear all the things that were recorded. Yeah, it, and, and this has been short enough. I probably will tack on the uh, the Queen D one-on-one interview, which... Because we're uh, excited about it. I, I honestly was a, a little let down that Queen D didn't kind of let loose with the language, but it was the end of the weekend. Like I She's said, tired. Her last interview too, on a too tired to say fuck, apparently. And that's tired. Because when you hear the rest of the panels that we've got with her, that's tired for her. I just feel like, you know, she had so many other things she had to do that required her to watch her language. It was hard for her to re, you know, to, to, to sw- switch over, herself. yeah, to hit the switch. So, um, enjoy whatever I put on after this. Uh, and. Uh, Say fun facts about this weekend. I almost lost my badge inside the uh, torn lining of my purse. What about you? Um, You've got an apron. Yeah, but that's kind of funny. Uh, that I, had I, a, I, I met up with a friend in downtown, and uh, I, w- I was gonna make it out like I was his lover over the weekend, and be like, I believe it's pronounced his lover. His lover. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was gonna drop it off at his work and say like, oh, he left this in my room yesterday. Um, to his new coworkers, it's his second day, and that's what I was going to do as a prank. Um, I'm sorry, I love it. Because he's a, I wouldn't say Lothario, but he's, you know, he's got his own charm. Um, I know not when Deb first met him, but having known him for almost three years now. It's different now. I'm sure if I met him in a different setting and how he now he knows Um, how his behavior is not correct, it would be different. He he, you know he's got a he's got a unique way with the ladies, I'll say. And for me to kinda like just put the stick in the spokes on that one, like on a second day and been like, Oh yeah, he left this 
at my room. He's a real panty chaser. He does chase panties. Mm -hmm. I'll give you that. Yeah. Well, are we going to leave off on Panty Chaser? I think Panty Chaser. That should be another anime character. All right. Um, idea for anime character? Panty Chaser. Villain or hero? We haven't decided yet. Uh, villain, but he would only victimize, I guess? Uh, or only uh, antagonize? It's like Sailor Moon? Ladies? No, I, I decided that, that the hero who should be antagonizing is going to be Pussy Wagon. Pussy Wagon. Panty Chaser's father and Pussy Wagon again. Yeah, that tracks. Good, how are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, we've been looking forward to trying to get you for an interview for... Four years now? Yeah, about. Oh, jeez. You were our, you <laughs> were our first panel at our first NDK. Wow. On like a Friday night. I'm so sorry. Nope. No. <laughs> oh, no. That was the, the greatest. coming back. <laughs> I think last year, was it last year or two years ago, though, you weren't here, and I was like, oh, she's not ago. there. Yeah, I was like, I guess we'll interview some other people. Uh, oh my god, I, I love guess we'll try. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, two um, years ago we had a, a little bit of a, a minor misunderstanding with um, someone who was uh, speaking uh, for me or trying to get me here, and there was a lot of confusion. So I ended up not being able to make it. Um, but then it, it all got repaired, and now like Amanda, the CEO of uh, IndyK, is basically like uh, trying to keep us to get you away from here. Wow, I can't <laughs> word. I'm sorry. It's so like Sunday of a con. Uh, oh, yeah. it's okay. We're both feeling. Sunday. <laughs> um, but yeah, you. We came to a panel, and I think NDK might have won one of our first press passes. We actually got. It was the first year. Yeah. I think it was five years ago. You told the nipple story, <gasps> um, oh. and that was how we knew we were like, and, and we love Queen D, and we're <laughs> and we're in. Um, oh, the nipple story. That was that was intense. And Does it make you hurt just thinking about it? I have learned to numb my myself off from it. I, when I tell the story, I don't even think of my chest anymore. <laughs> like I'm just like outwardly but saying. Just like words. any body part of you that might be separated using yeah. tape. Yeah, yeah, that poor girl. She's so great. I, I, and like people ask me all day, say, "So is she here?" And I'm like, "I'm not letting you know." You weren't here. Yeah, you weren't at the panel last night. Not, I'm that sorry, she said uh, she comes to cons again. She's been coming to cons recently, and um, she's been known to sneaky show up to my panel and listen to that story, and will not tell anyone who she is. And she asked me not to like tell people. She you doesn't know? Right. stand up and proclaim something nope. horrible. No, nope. she loves, and it's so funny because she just sits there and like when everyone's like, "Yeah." Like, like, oh, and then the rip, and she's all like, oh, no, that sounds terrible. <laughs> and, like, I'm just like, but, girl, you lived it. Like, I want her one day to come on stage and be like, hi. And people would probably give her standing ovation. Absolutely. As many times as I've told that story, people would be like, that's her? I did almost lose nipple once, and not even close to as bad as she did. And oh, it's still no. just horrible to think of. Oh, jeez. I had this death rock boyfriend, and my nipple ring got tangled in his fishnet no, no. shirt, and you no, get no, how this story no, goes. No, 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 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> 
Yeah, like no, I, I said, that's not even close to what horrible things she went to, and it's still it's just so horrible to think well, of. Well, the beauty about it, too, now, and she told me I can do that, it's okay, is that uh, whether she's there or not, I can tell the audience that she may or may not be in the crowd right now, because she definitely does conventions again. She goes. And so I was like, so last night I was like, so everyone, she might be here, and I'm not telling you if she is or isn't, but it's a real possibility. And uh, look at the person next to you, and if they're a stranger, you have to wonder, are they missing a nipple because of duct tape? And like everyone's like, like eyeballing everyone around them and it was like well I was sitting next to like a guy who looked like Kevin Smith so I think it was pretty (laughs) yeah no my friend didn't look like Kevin Smith you don't um, think that like maybe that's something everybody thinks now anywhere they are if you're sitting next to a stranger maybe they don't have a nipple oh geez I didn't think of that but that's pretty great I, I love that I've changed people's way of thinking that now I'm not gonna not be able to do that no matter where (laughs) (laughs) that's brilliant um, so great. we did write down a few questions, Absolutely. although like I said, we mostly do a conversation opposed to anything else. I'm, I'm about that. I love that. So apparently since he was at your panels, you confessed what a past profession you'd had. Oh, the cop? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was a deputy. That for, was that was a big gap from the crowd. Yes, I was like, it was. I was a, a, a deputy sheriff. Uh, not the deputy sheriff, but I was a deputy for uh, St. Martin Parish out in Louisiana for three and a half years. That sounds really difficult. It was incredibly difficult, especially because I started when I was 17. Oh. That's what I was trying 17, to figure out. 18. I was trying to figure out the timeline on it. I was, like, I was right out of high school. I just graduated high okay. school. Um... I was turning 18 in like a matter of days because I graduated like a week before my 18th birthday and um, my grandfather was working for the sheriff's office and he was like, they have an opening. He's like, would you like to interview? And I was like, absolutely. And I did and I got in and I turned 18 and I started working there uh, from 18 uh, to almost 21 is how long I was there for. Uh, and then I left. He the... must have drank a lot. <sighs> I didn't drink a whole lot. <laughs> I'm I'm surprisingly not a huge drinker. Although whenever in I... Louisiana, right? How but when dare I you? but when I do drink, it's like no casual thing. <laughs> it's a marathon okay. of shots and daiquiris and uh, almost dying in a pool. Um, and you know attempting to possibly jump off the roof of a building because I thought I could fly. Um, this will, d- don't Apparently she wasn't on LSD. You, you, you <laughs> did miss the quick aside that was uh, D and was it Scott McNeil trying to steal the riverboat? Scott McNeil and I, uh, who I honestly still say, Scott is one of the reasons why I'm still doing this. Um, I've been doing it for a while. I've been doing this for 14 years now. This is number 14. I started when I was 15 years old and I'm currently 29. Um, 30 is not as scary as you think, don't you? That's really not. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And actually, I'm thinking about doing a huge trip for my 30th birthday. And so I'm really, I'm excited. But um, Scott McNeil and I were guesting at a con in New Orleans, my home con, MeccaCon, and having a great time. And we were all drinking and doing our thing. And I remember Scott McNeil telling me, he's like, you, sir are a comic genius. And I was like, whoa. And Scott was like, you don't understand. You are funnier than half the people on TV and in movies. He's like, you are a comedian. He's like, 
Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Hearing that from such a powerful voice actor and like with such a standing as Scott, like really hit me hard. And I was like, you know what? And so some days when I get down, I think of Scott and I'm like, Scott McNeil gave me his literal stamp of approval. I can't let him down. Well, that you know? is something was I kind of want to ask you about is that you working as a cop and then you being at cons, you've always been pretty much about self-positivity and doing whatever makes I you happy. Try. I mean, being a cop didn't almost break you of that or was there things that helped you? It didn't almost break that? me of that because, you know, at its core, one of the things I love is being very informed, helping the public, and also um, informing the public. And working uh, primarily in dispatch was where I was stationed as a deputy. Um, I got to learn, I was like essentially first response, like I got to learn of everything, I would answer 911 calls, and then I was the person who had to let the deputies know and send them where they needed to go and get them out there. And like to know that lives depended on me or like, um, people depended on me, you know, things like that, like, you know, like things could get bad if I wasn't good enough, um, was a huge deal for me. Like I wanted to help and it felt so good to be able to be informed first and foremost, and then be able to help, you know? And it, there was a, a sense of pride that came with watching a news story the next morning after an incident happened that I was involved with and seeing like, thanks to deputies, no one was hurt. That line right there, like, just really, it makes you give, give that good sigh of relief and go, like, I, I did that. Like, I helped facilitate that. That's it, a really positive feeling, but I mean, the difference from when, you know, I started going to cons and how you're treated at cons now is totally different. 100%. 100%. Um... I, oh yeah, going to cons when I was way, when I first started going was considered like, oh my god, you nerd, you dork, like, ugh. But still, I'll, when you got I'll there, pass. you got treated so nicely, and it was so welcoming, it and was. now it's a little bit less like that, and I mean, there's not a con I don't go to where I don't get at least grabbed or handled a little bit. It's a thing. And it's and nobody's and fault, it just no, happens. No, it's a thing, and that's why one of the panels that I, I really teach is the cosplay with pride, because no. it's, it's anti-bullying, because we have a problem in this community, and it needs to freaking stop right now. We need to take this hate and negativity and push this outside the walls of this convention because inside here is a sanctuary for all these kids who are outcasts who are told they were who too are nerdy, being bullied who are being bullied for what they're this is where they come i swear like and like my like my rash brain wants to just if they see someone bullying another person i just want to push them down a flight of stairs which but you like, can't do no and you don't want to do that but no, like you can curse just so you know oh thank you um i I don't do that. I don't want to do that. So I'm like, no, screw that. Like, I'm going to show them that bullying is terrible. I'm going to make the bullies feel bad about themselves in a positive way. Like, I'm going to show them, like, you're bullying because that doesn't affect me. And you know what? I'm sorry that you felt so bad about your life that you had to put someone else down. Well, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm always happy to meet somebody else who's happy doing something that I like, whether or not they're as invested in it. Yes. Even so when I was them doing something that makes them happy. Even when I was a competitive cosplayer, if I didn't win at a competition, which happened sometimes, like I like I lost a few times, I would go up to the winner, I'd walk straight up to them, and I would say, "You deserved it. Congratulations. You guys were wonderful." 
And like, I don't understand how hard that, it's not hard to do things like that. But like nowadays you get like people who win and all the other competitive cosplayers, I'm not saying this is all around, but like it's a, it's a lot of them, will go up and be like, you only won because X, Y, and Z. I, I should have, you know, or I, I fully tailored this dress, but um, you know, you had a suit of armor and like your armor wasn't great, but it was bigger so the judges liked you more and like, it, it's, let, let's just stop the hate. Can we just, can we go back to the cosplay, the play in cosplay? Like, can we go back to the fun? Because that's what this is about, damn it. Like, we're supposed to be having fun. Well, like I said, you did something that made you happy. I did yes. something that made me happy. We both can't be friendly to each other. I don't understand it. I don't get it. People, people's brains don't work like ours, I suppose. And oh, my uh, brain's pretty broken. And, oh, no. We're my, not brain, get into that. my brain is incredibly broken, too. But <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous and um all that jazz but I, I ended up leaving the sheriff's office out of after about three three and a half years um i realized while i loved what i did while i i really helped and made important decisions i also realized that it was starting to you no matter like you see the people who are helping like bob ross says but you also did see the worst of people and it was starting to slowly take away my light like i felt that like road, yeah. it really yeah. Yeah. it really was starting to pull my light away and i did not want that to happen so i went 100 percent um I, I knew I needed to I needed to get out. What and was like, the next job that you took on? The next job was I uh, I was always interested in photography. I've I've made jack of all trades incredibly. I've had <laughs> many jobs. Um the the uh, the what's the word I'm looking for? The similarities in all of them though, the common denominator is I am a customer service manager. That's what I do. I'm in charge of talking to customers, I make sure they're happy, I make sure people are doing things, and I manage a staff and I make sure they're doing their customer service job correctly. The next job I had, I was always interested in photography. I ended up starting working for a portrait studio, a uh, national chain. That's and stressful. It was incredibly stressful. <laughs> um there was things that I am still under like NDAs that I I can't talk about things that happened oh there, uh, like having to move or not move, but having to drive an hour and a half um, to work every day and back for 32 days straight, and working um, working somewhere in the ballpark of 16 hours a day um, because it was Christmas time and the entire staff had been fired, and I was trying to hire new staff and get this studio back to where it was because yeah, I was the I was the regional trainer, so I would walk like travel around and train and teach people how to do things, and I helped build staff up, and it was absolutely miserable um, unfortunately they had a new owner buy them out and all the higher ups were given pink slips Oof. so they brought in their own staff we were laid off but I was there for a year and that was great then I went to icing by Claire's in the mall where I sold jewelry and bags and things and I was the manager there um, I left there and um Oh, I ended up getting one of the best jobs I ever had. I worked in a casino. That was so much fun. I was a floor boss. I was in a suit and a full face of floor ass. You're the person Danny Ocean like greases to get the like ball on yes. the lead table. Yeah. Oh my god. That's I was the pit boss. No, it wasn't. So we, we called it floor boss because at my casino we didn't have card games. We only had slots. And a pit boss is it has to deal with cards yeah. and things like that. We only had flo- uh, slots, but I was a floor manager. I, I wore a nice black suit and I had makeup every day and they loved me. And I walked around and I was just like, I was like, mess with me. I freaking dare you. Like, <laughs> like let's do this. And that was really great. And unfortunately. 
unfortunately, like so many things in my life, they also got bought out, this casino, by another gaming company, and all the managers got let go. <laughs> um, I thought about uh, joining the casino uh, realm again. Uh, there was a new casino that just opened up in Baton Rouge, a huge, massive, beautiful casino, literally on the Mississippi River, called La Berge, which literally means the barge. We've been there. Yeah, La Berge is amazing. It's so beautiful. And they had offered me a job. But here's the thing about the casino life. It's wonderful. You never know one day to the other. It's it's phenomenal. But it also has this ability, this innate ability to grab you, sink its claws into you, and mm. never let you go. You have no free time whatsoever. And I was an overnight boss. I loved working the 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. shift. That was my everything, you know? Um, and after, good Lord, after the casino... Uh, I think I was a QA coordinator for a home health care agency, which was home restaurant. Very stressful. <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah, you have no idea. <laughs> I left there. And I'll play then, it for you later. I became the customer service manager for Mikhail's, uh, which was a dance. Uh, they make dance costumes for all over the country. Color guard, dance, band costumes. I was there. Oh, that had to inform you in terms of all the, all the crossplay, yeah. Yep, and then it burnt down. <laughs> And okay, I thought I was an angel of death for places. You win. <laughs> and then it burnt down. And so I left there and I went to David's Bridal, which was oh, one of my favorite no. jobs. I love working with brides. I do. I got to it's dress... the bridesmaids that are the problem. There were some bridezillas and some in- incidents. <laughs> there's, a, there's a particular incident that I clutch my ribs and think about because one bride almost broke a rib. That was a good, that was a good day. Um, and it was amazing. But the manager there... <laughs> Oh, man. I don't even know how much I want to say, like, because, like, I'm just so scared she's going to listen, although she has to know how, like, how crazy it was. Uh, that's, our store was so crazy, and the things were happening. We had, like, a turnover rate that was in the 80% Oof. range, and she was a, she was, like, very, like, mean, and she was harsh. How did she like, somehow manage to keep her job during all of well, this? Well, one would think corporate would have gotten involved Oh, they at some did. Point. That was the next step. Uh, we got interviews from the director of human relations for the entire company, oh, no. flew down to our store, and interviewed everyone. Then the vice president and president of the company had to get involved. That's how crazy there this was. There must have been a lawsuit involved. There was a lot of stuff. Um, and at some point, I decided I had to leave. I was the senior... Um, the senior consultant there, which was wonderful. I left, and right after I left, they let her go, and I was like, oh, do you want to come back? But at that point, I had found a new happiness in the form of perfumes, and I was a manager at Bath & Body Works. Um, well, a sales lead, basically. So I was, uh, we called them beauty consultants, beauty experts. Um, so I was that person there that was like, hello, welcome to Bath & Body Works. Like, and you have a scent that you love, and you're like, I don't know, I like sweet things. I'm like, let me show you. And like, today we have buy three, get three for free. She's on top you know? of me yet again with this one. <laughs> I currently don't have a sense of smell. Oh, no. It may come back in the next couple months. I really we'll hope see. it does, because smelling it things is wonderful. It didn't affect my sense of taste, so I can't complain Well, that's that good. Much. Thank God. I have a friend of mine who has no... Um, he cannot taste anything, Ugh. not a single thing, and it is just so depressing because you live in Louisiana and we have the best food. Known yeah, to no, man. I have a brother that lives off Magazine Street in, in uh, the French Quarter. Magazine is one of my favorites. Yeah. That's like where real New Orleans is. And I accidentally did, you know, Natives New Orleans for you know Mardi Gras a few times, and it was wonderful. But you must have giant fucking confidence to stay down there so much so good i mean so maybe good. it's just because i was raised in denver where it's so safe yeah but yeah you have to be pretty safe about that um god i'm trying to think whatever like the progression here i left bath and body works i went to um 
Crave, which is a romance boutique. I was the senior clerk there, and I sold, it was an upscale uh, sex shop, like upscale, like I'm talking black and white checkerboard tile floors, glass shelves that we so dusted like daily. So like lingerie or toys? No, or... like there was some lingerie, like we had real intense stuff. We even had uh, the owner hand makes leather and everything. We oh. had an entire wall of BDSM gear. The only one from, from Austin to Atlanta, that was the only oh, wow. place that sold things like that. I mean, people all over the world ordering his things, and I was lovely. Uh, and then I found escape room, and um, unfortunately, they just they made me such a great offer that I had to drop out from Crave. And I'm I'm gonna still help them. I still have a key. I'm gonna help them whenever necessary, whatever they need. But my my full time job now is I am the assistant manager of a escape room out in Lafayette, Louisiana, with two locations and so much fun. I like people in a room for a living, and then I get to play jigsaw. <laughs> you missed that as well. It was great. So much fun. I'm sorry, I just rambled on about all my jobs. Yeah, I feel like no, fun. No, I feel like that's sort of like you know that's I, seriously jack of all trades. The common denominator is customer service is my my thing. I love talking and helping people. This is everything. Which we see in like in your panels, the way that you not only emotionally be there for, but like the, the way you. <laughs> Pardon the phrasing, but the way you service the crowd. Um, <laughs> oh my! Uh, but I mean, like the animated stories, the great stories. I mean, like I said, I, I thought I was the angel of death of businesses. I've had ones where I've left and they've closed, but I've never had one burned down. That's so actually you win. how we met. Is he used to be a manager of mine when we worked at the same place? Yeah, that's amazing. Which has since closed. Yeah. Oh um, God. Yeah, I no. only worked for him for one summer when the DNC convention was in Denver. That, that was a fun walk to work. That's insane. But yeah. Nope, I woke up one morning and the owner of Mikhail's called me and she's like, I don't need you to come in today or, well, ever. Probably for the rest of whatever. I'm like, well, are you firing me? She's like, no, it just burnt down. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah. I feel like there's more of a story to that, but you know. Uh, he's like, ah. Uh, and she's like, so where were you yesterday between the hours of blah, blah? Yeah, I, was like, right. I, I was like, I promise you I did not burn your building there down. There is CCTV uh, footage of me. Don't right. I'm like, we will, I will find friends. I will find 27 people who can testify that I was, I was somewhere not there. <laughs> no, I worked for a local coffee chain where one of their stores, I think, I want to say Leadville, burnt down. I think it was Leadville. Yeah, and... Uh, Turns out that there were uh, there was a homeless guy living on the roof, and he'd got like a little hibachi barbecue thing, <gasps> and he was cooking he, up there, and then he hibachied the building to the ground. Mm-hmm. Like it made like the local news. It was like local it was coffee pretty shop well known. <laughs> yeah, I just walked into work that morning, like you know five thirty six in the morning. And they're like, yeah, so just you know, a homeless guy burnt down the uh, our Leadville location. I went, oh, that was on the news. That was us. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to go make some sandwiches. <laughs> that's that's a story. There was yeah, a bar. Yeah, but I mean, we weren't particularly invested in that at that point. It just happened to happen somewhere that we knew about and was vaguely close to us. What was the bar down here that had the guy living in the walls? Do you remember that? That doesn't narrow it down. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, a bar that totally had a guy that was do living know, in the walls. Like logos, do we know? Oh, let me double check. It what was, do you mean that doesn't narrow it down? Are there multiple cases of guys living in walls at business? Pretty much any major city is going to have multiple issues with the homeless it living was in like, walls. It wasn't, what? It wasn't the yard house, but it was It's like, it was another like big bar, and a guy, there was a homeless guy living in the walls. And he would like come out after they'd closed. And like, 
eat and drink and then go back into the walls. The first apartment that like I ever had movie. downtown here in an area called Capitol Hill, I actually had a bunch of art stolen out of it. But it was art that my roommate had made, and so it wasn't enough for us to make a police report. And I, to this day, do not know what happened, but met a friend about 10 years later that I full-on saw streaking bare-ass naked down that street the first four days I was living in that apartment building. It wasn't a bad streak. It wasn't a bad I, streak. I need to know your people. I mean, I experience these, <laughs> I, I experience these things, too. I can't say anything. Yeah, but like, like, it's just one of those <coughs> things where you randomly, you know, will run into people that grow up in the same area that you did, that I'm sure you've had that, and you're like, oh, I saw your bare ass when you were 19 years old. Laugh, let me explain something to you. <laughs> Louisiana, despite being, like, not, like, the largest state in the world, but being a fairly large, like, state in, like, a big city, you know, New Orleans yeah. is one of the biggest cities in, in the country, I believe it's, it's ranked up there or something. Um, it is so small. Like, you could be talking to a complete stranger that you just literally ran into on the street down Magazine Street in New Orleans, and, like, all of a sudden you realize, like, he knows your brother. Yeah. And you're like, uh, what? Like, or, like, you could be talking to someone, and you're like, da-da-da, like, oh, I have this new boyfriend. His name is, I don't know, Blake. And you're like, uh, Blake what? He works for me. I'm like, are you oh, kidding yeah, me? No. Yeah, no, we've totally... Denver, Denver's gotten smaller now. It is well. insanity. It's a little yeah. bit different now that there's recreational marijuana, but for a very long time it was impossible not to know people who knew other people or that dated your friends or that banged your roommates. It's, we, we call it it's yeah. the Acadiana circle. Like, you know, that's it's just crazy. Like, everyone, like, the seven degrees of separation theory. Yeah. In Louisiana, it's so different. In Louisiana, it's like one to two degrees. Like No, you, when, when I was down there visiting my brother, a friend of ours that used to be part of the podcast, but he works too much, his dad owned a chain of restaurants, and so I had to go to all of those restaurants, and they immediately knew me, and that was weird. <laughs> It, it's crazy and like I wouldn't give it up for the world I love my state so much there's a lot of rich culture and amazing food and it, I get to travel and see all the, the world with this you know but then I always just love going back home so you're okay with humidity I actually embrace <laughs> it I can't deal with the lack of humidity <laughs> they I, I came up here for New Year's Eve the NYNDK mm. NYE and they had to put a humidifier mm. in my room and at one point you they walked got altitude sickness oh, too oh yeah. yeah at one point and it was during the winter so it was dry cold and like there was snow and I was like what is this and like there was a point where I, they walked in on me and it was like I was like Lady Cassandra from uh, <laughs> Doctor Who I had my face in the humidifier and I was like moisturize me and they're like dear are you okay and I was like <gasps> like I was literally snorting humidifier and they're like D and I was like like I would look through like a fog of humidity and I was like this is so lovely or like at some point I have to I've done it here twice so far I've had to turn my shower on the hottest level possible open the shower curtain oh, yeah, and close the bathroom door and sit in there and let the steam soak into my body so I, I do have two more questions yes, yes. but I wanted to ask a weird question I'm how ready. different is your hair humidity or not humidity uh very so right like now I said, sorry weird no, question right now it's a little fried because uh, I curled it and I slept in it and I didn't really brush it so my hair I always thought my whole life my hair is wavy so if I brush it and like give it a second my hair will have mermaid waves those like wiggle 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 um turns out uh that's the humidity working against it i came up here one day went to bed woke up and had kinky big barrel curls <laughs> and it was like wow so i have big curly hair um 
like huge curly hair, yeah. And I was like, cool. Like, like imagine Shirley Temple if she didn't have it styled. Well, Shirley Temple if her her, her curls were sneezed. her curls it's were really screws. Yeah. yeah, hers were really tight. Mine are like big screws. barrel like Coke can curls. But like, okay, so I'm trying to think. Um, were you there at opening ceremonies I Friday? Wasn't. No, okay. Friday at opening ceremonies, those big curls that I had, completely natural. I woke up and I was like. Amanda, oh my god, because this is my first NDK with longer, longer hair. Because um, last year I came and it was a little bit like at shoulder length, and like now it's it's longer than that. I woke up in all these curls and I was like, whoa, this is my real hair. It's Welcome. kind of a pain in the ass, isn't it? It's but it's it's cool, but it's also like I miss going, I miss being able to go home and being able to like just brush my hair and letting the humidity do its thing. And at some point I have beach waves because that's my natural, you know. I spray a little salt in my hair and let the humidity soak in, and then all of a sudden I have these gorgeous mermaid curls yeah I've never ever dealt with that I had pencil straight stare pencil straight hair until really? three years ago and now oh. it's just like I said if I don't come it enough while it dries it's wavy that's crazy oh, sorry I have two that's more okay. yes. one of them is short favorite cocktail favorite cocktail oh this is so hard um Okay, I do love a good white Russian, but I like it with more Kahlua than vodka because it makes it creamier. And if you put a scoop of vanilla, you should ice add Fernet to that too. Huh? You should add Fernet to that too. What's that? It's a hazelnut liqueur. Ooh. Okay, so you're speaking my language, um, but. If we're talking like just act like so that's like my good like sweet cocktail I'll, I'll throw down with some of those. Um, as far as wine goes, I love a glass of Moscato. I am a trashy whore. Um, <laughs> I I like grapes are sweet. Wine is supposed to be sweet and bubbly. That's how I feel. I, it shouldn't taste like I'm licking bark. Like I'm just saying. So I like a good glass of Moscato for wine. Um, and then um, if we're talking like just like a good like mixed drink, not like white Russian, I love amaretto. A good amaretto sour will get me every time. Amaretto and pineapple. I'm surprised Ooh. you can still handle that because the sour will totally Ooh, burn me yeah, from one the, side to the other. Love now. it. Amaretto and Coke. It's like a, ch a drunk cherry Coke. <gasps> 10 out of That's 10. very, very Eastern European. Is it really? Yeah, they'd like to do shots of wine Ooh, chased with Coke. Amazing. See, I, I, a good a good amaretto. And sometimes I'm just feeling De Serono on the rocks. Just amaretto on, with some ice and a twist of lemon, maybe. That sounds good. Delicious. Well, we love taking up your time, but we've run out of ours, oh, unfortunately. No, Thank okay. you so much well, for Well, I do, do want to, real quick, yes. uh, did you end up uh, eating the Pop-Tarts after the gummy bears? I ate all of the things. I didn't eat all of the Pop-Tarts. <laughs> I had a Pop-Tart this morning. They were just as magical as the unicorn says. Um... <laughs> And then I had a couple of gummies, and they were absolutely yeah. I, I didn't put that together when I was like, "No, you got pop tarts." You're like, "Yeah, gummy bears." I'm like, "Right, Colorado." Yeah, I was like, "Gummy bears." Yeah, I had to like follow along. <laughs> that have milligram like, right. notices on the front. It's like, and, you know, well, I, mean, I guess we're both natives that don't really do edibles. Yeah. So. No, and I, I don't know. I don't blame you, and it's not like a big thing. I suffer with migraines and stomach issues and anxiety, so like that's I'll my smoke, brother. I smoke a lot of here animals. and there. But when I came up here, I realized I don't like the burn of a. Sm I don't like burning. Smoking. But I, realized, no I, loved, I loved a good edible. Edible, yeah. All right, well, thank you so much. Thank like you I guys said. so much. I really appreciate it. I love you guys. This was amazing. Uh, thank we'll you. be around. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher.
Yeah.